go to a place where you keep all your thoughts in the secret place. There are things in there that nobody else knows. You never share them in your entire life. You never share them. And the beauty of it is Satan cannot read your thoughts. He does not know what you're thinking. And we make the mistake of giving him the attributes of God. We think he's omnipresent. He's not. He is a single created being just like me. And he can only be at one place at one time. Now he has a third of the angels that God created with him uh, and his minions. And they know you real well. They can, they can watch me. They can watch you. They know your weaknesses. They know where to tempt you. They know how to tempt you. They're not, they're not stupid. They're not dumb, but they cannot go into that secret place and they cannot hear your communion with God. I talk about it when I open the book, sort of context of war. Let's just say the United States has to go to war with a country is provoked to go to war. What would it be if the president and the joint chiefs of, uh, chiefs of staff in their meeting to plan the war, what would it be if they invited the terrorists? Hey, we're going to plan. Come on in. Hear what our plan is. And then what you do is you give them your plans so that they can thwart your plans and win the war. Mm -hmm. And be assured, Galatians chapter five tells us that we're in a war. The spirit wars against the flesh. The flesh wars against the spirit. So what are they warring over? That's that's one of the things we need to know. So we're in a war. One of the reasons, Nancy, that Christians are not as successful, if I can say that, as they want to be in ministry in those places is because they reveal openly, they say it out loud, what God wants to be private in your secret place until that embryo can get legs and strong enough to survive by itself with the onslaughts of, of the devil. And we say it out loud. So the devil doesn't even have to wonder what's going on. We talk about it to people, you know, in the military, there's something called loose lips, sink ships. And I think we ought to have something like that in spiritual warfare. Let God speak to you. Let God do plans with you, make plans with you. You have that secret place where you can go and there's an intimacy there that you can't get with God on any other level in that. Oh my gosh. Like, it's, like in the Bible, somebody was proud and they said something, Satan would hear it and take advantage of that, right? Daniel, he was in captivity through Nebuchadnezzar. And uh, in, in that time, uh, uh, the, the king called his wise men together and he said, I've had a dream and I, it bothers me and I need to have the interpretation of it. So all of his wise men said, hey, no problem, king. We got this. Tell us what you dreamed. We'll tell you the interpretation. He said, no, I know you guys. You tell me what I dreamed. And then tell me the interpretation of that dream, and then I'll know it's real. And that really uh, got them uh, thinking our life is at stake here because he said, they said, only the people that dwell with the gods can tell you what you dream, can read your thoughts. And he said, well, if you don't tell me, I'm going to cut your heads off. I'm going to burn your houses down. Now, now that's motivation. Yeah. yeah. And they said to themselves, we know a guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they went to Daniel and they said to Daniel, the, 
the king has said this, he, he, he's had a dream and he wants the interpretation, but he won't tell us what he dreamed. And Daniel said, let me handle it. He went to God where he went every day in his secret place. And he asked God to reveal the dream to him. Mm-hmm. God revealed the dream to Daniel in the secret place. Now, nowhere in that scripture do you find Daniel so excited about what God said to him in the secret place that he ran to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, his friends, and said, guess what God told me? He did not reveal that secret until he got on the right stage at the right time where only God could get the glory. And in front of Nebuchadnezzar, he said, King, this is what you dreamed, and this is the interpretation of it. Yeah. And so then half the kingdom the king said, I'll give anybody half the kingdom that would. Uh, so Daniel understood this. Mary understood it when she was uh, visited by the angel in a dream, in a vision, where you will bear the Messiah. The Bible says she pondered all of this in her heart. She kept it to herself. She got to see Elizabeth. And when she saw Elizabeth and John the Baptist in the womb, leapt in the womb because he knew he was near the Messiah. Yeah. All, all that. And then for Joseph, when Herod, the, the king, was going to uh, kill all the babies under two years of age, the male babies under two years of age, God appeared in a vision to Joseph. Joseph didn't tell anybody that he needed to get out of uh, Bethlehem and go to Egypt. He just did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Satan could not plan ahead of time. Because he does make plans. And I, I've had people say, well, okay, I, I'm with you on this, but um, I've got one thing that God is powerful enough. He can He can cause Satan to be deaf if you say something out loud, can't he? Well, yeah, he could. But the question is, will he? Because he's given us the sense and he's given us the instruction to not have that happen to us. In, in other words, you could go stand in front of a, a freight train and come and it's coming down the tracks at you and you could pray, God, stop this train. Does God have the power to stop that train? Yeah, of course he does. Do, or, am I saying that all prayers should be silent? Oh, absolutely not. The spirit world is listening. The spirit world needs to know where my allegiance is. My allegiance is with God. So all my most of my prayers are out loud. I would say, I, it's not scientific, but I would say somewhere around 80 to 90 percent of your prayers ought to be out loud so that the spirit world knows where your loyalty lies. And also your words, the scripture says you can rebuke the evil one and you can't rebuke him if he can't hear what you're saying. But there's a certain amount of intimacy, Nancy, that God wants to have with us that um, should not be out loud. Let me let me say it this way. And there, there are people sometimes will say, oh, wait, 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 maybe you shouldn't be talking like that. Maybe you shouldn't be saying that. When I'm a musician and when I studied when Jesus, lover of my soul, came out in the early 1700s, uh, it was absolutely rejected out of hand because they said you shouldn't be talking about Jesus as a lover of your soul. You should. That's inappropriate talking about him as a lover. And 
that wasn't accepted till the late 1700s. And then it became uh, a hymn that was sung by the churches. But the intimacy with God is something like a husband and a wife, because in Ephesians 5, God says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. That's our example. And he gave himself for it and to present it blameless. And so somehow in that, it's like marriage. And he calls the church his bride and he's the groom. And there's going to be a wedding reception in heaven. And so all of these things are there. So he has already set that up for us. Mm -hmm. in, in Psalm 27, 5 and 6, after he says, For in the time of trouble he'll hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle he'll hide me. And what does that do? Well, the next verse says, He will set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. In other words, you can see your enemy. He gives you clarity. He lifts you up in that secret place and gives you clarity so you can see how the work of God is doing and where the enemy is coming from. You know, what we say out loud, you know, can affect your life in so many different ways. You know, it, it can be ingrained in you. It it um it can give uh, Satan a foothold sometimes with, uh, to be able to go against you. Um, so um, I love that you you uh, turn to Psalm ninety one as your as your go to. Where can they find out about um, in the secret place? And I've got a few places marked up myself in the secret place. So where can they find out more about this and more, more about you? J O Ledbetter dot com and um. Uh, that's all of my books. I've written nine books. All of my books are on there. And this one is there. Or it will take you to Amazon also if you prefer to go to Amazon. But the old, the older version of it on hardback is in there. So you'll want to get the cheaper version, which is the paperback. And uh, it'll be the, it'll be on Amazon. Both of them, both of them will be there. Wonderful. And what would you like to leave my audience with today? Get to your secret place as quick as you can for whatever it is you're dealing with. And I know that there are people that are dealing with things that they have no idea. Lord, how is this going to work out? How am I going to know? Can you, can you give me an answer? Can you give me a reason? He says, come to the secret place. In the secret of my pavilion, I'll lift your head above all of that and I'll give you clarity. Thanks for watching The Call, and don't forget to like and subscribe. So join me next time for another episode of The Call with Nancy Sebado. You'll be blessed. Are you listening to The Call of God? Because God speaks to you every day. Are you listening to The Call? What sound is